Hey everyone, welcome back to the More Plants podcast. I'm so happy to have you here listening in today. It's that time of year, folks. Today I am starting what will be a series of episodes on spending Thanksgiving, Christmas, or any holiday you partake in where lots of food is served and lots of family is gathering. It's a common time for questions to come up among new vegans, even among seasoned vegans. And since it's an emotionally charged time for most, and I mean this in many different ways, for example, a holiday season that makes you hyperventilate with all the excitement if you're someone like me or if it stresses you out because time with family can be stressful, all the tips shared in this mini series of episodes will be helpful for many other occasions as well. In part one today, we'll be covering the culinary and food aspects with tons of tips for delicious holiday cooking. And in our next episode, we'll discuss some of the deeper, more internal issues that can come up during the holiday season. It's very much closely related to all of those relationships we have in our lives, which we've been discussing in our most recent episodes in the podcast. So let's get to it. Hi there, and welcome to More Plants, a vegan podcast by Bramble that helps you start, continue, and enjoy eating plant-based for your health, the animals, and the planet. I'm Kim Sujawalski, your host and certified plant-based cook and educator. In this podcast, you'll find all the practical tips, resources, and support you'll need to make your journey easy and sustainable, no matter where you are along this path. To learn more about our online courses, recipes, and blog, visit bramble.com. And now, Let's dive into today's episode. As I'm recording this, I just got back from one of the most special trips we've been to in a while. We were visiting dear friends in France, right near the border between France and Switzerland, in the region known as Alsace. Famous, super famous for its Christmas markets. Even though they were just now starting to put the town's Christmas decorations up, it seemed like every other store we walked by or walked into was a Christmas explosion. The reason I'm telling you all of this is I came back thinking so much about the holidays, about traditions, and how these cultural moments are such a big part of who we are. They're an essential part of the place we live in, maybe, sometimes. And Depending on our cultures, this can be such a rooted part of a place's identity, of people's identity, of our family's identity, and the holidays are also coming up. So there is so much to say when time of year is so wrapped around food traditions, family traditions, things we've done for perhaps decades or maybe even more than that in some families. And we're changing our habits can sometimes be like the scratching of a record and everyone turning their heads and thinking, what have you done? What have you done to the way we've been doing things for so long? Having said that, this doesn't have to end when we go vegan. All of this special nature of this time of year for many people, it doesn't have to end when we change the way we eat and the way we live and the way we shop. It doesn't have to end when we are vegan and the rest of our family isn't. It is, however, a time in which the bonus cooking and planning and the added time with family we haven't seen in a while, it can bring about some challenges, especially for new vegans. 
Whether you're hosting or attending this holiday season, chances are if you're the new vegan in the family or the old-time vegan in the family, you'll be doing your fair share of cooking. So I want to share my tried and true holiday tricks for delicious and memorable vegan Thanksgiving or Christmas recipes and meals. These can be applied to other times of year, but they're especially true for the holiday season. There are so many delicious holiday recipes out there and following a recipe will of course give you amazing results, but I personally like to add a little holiday twist to everything I'm making this time of year. It makes it feel so much more special and I love to teach you how you can transform very simple ingredients into the perfect dish for the holidays and we're going to get started with all my holiday kitchen and cooking hacks (laughs) right after this note from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by our signature online membership program, My Brown Bowl. My Brown Bowl is an ongoing program, all in video format, in which I teach you how to cook delicious vegan meals, get organized, teach you all the basic cooking skills you'll need, give you support on your vegan journey, as well as tools to help you find more ease and success with all the new habits you're trying to incorporate. But most of all, it's an ever-growing library of online vegan cooking classes with new content added every single week. There's so much more included in the program. So please visit mybrownbowl.com to learn all the details and give it a try. That's M-Y-B-R-O-W-N-B-L-E.com. Now on with the show. So kitchen hack number one, potatoes are king and you should serve them two ways. And I always stand by this. And some people think I exaggerate and they look at the food and they say, wow, you made way too much food. But it's these two dishes that you cannot find a single ounce left behind by the end of the night. And it goes to show that I'm not the only one. So most people would agree that a holiday meal without some form of potatoes is not a holiday meal. I fully agree with this statement, so much so, in fact, that I fully believe two different potato dishes will make your holiday table shine the most. For me, this is always mashed potatoes, because if not now, when we, this is a dish we tend to postpone and postpone and only have during the holidays, which is why we love it so much during the holidays, you can have it year round, but it does get, we do forget about mashed potatoes until this time of year comes rolling in. And so this is one, a creamy sweet potato puree is another. We have a delicious one in our online program, My Brown Bowl. I've been making this sweet potato puree since I was 18 years old and cooking for my mom. You can have these or you can have, for example, some very crispy roasted potatoes and the sweet potato puree. I like to combine the sweet and the traditional potato, or you could have two different textures of potato either way. So I come bearing some hacks in the potato and sweet potato department, especially in the potato department. Sweet potatoes, they're they're so shiny on their own. And if you pair them with some Christmas spices like cinnamon, nutmeg, and a little bit of sweetness, they just shine. But potatoes, they can really shine if you follow some of these suggestions. If you're making mashed potatoes, add a bouquet garni 
filled with your favorite herbs and some peppercorns, black peppercorns. Tie these in a piece of cheesecloth and a little bit of twine and let this little sort of tea bag you just made steep in the non-dairy milk you'll be using in your mashed potatoes for double the flavor. You won't believe what hit you and you can play around with the herbs and the seasonings as you wish. If you're making roasted potatoes, a great trick for getting the extra crispy just exterior is to cut and boil the potatoes until they're tender. Place them on a roasting pan, in a roasting pan, um, mash some of them with a you know potato masher and toss this mat, these mashed bits with the others, the whole ones, along with olive oil and your seasonings, some rosemary, maybe some thyme. And then you roast them until they are super crispy, which they will be because of the added thin layer of the starch from the parts that you mashed. I have a reel demonstrating this and also the mashed potato cheesecloth trick in our Instagram. You can watch that in our reels. Another option is to boil your potatoes and meanwhile, heat olive oil and the herbs, some garlic and peppercorns in the roasting pan in the oven. So you're sort of preheating the pan and preheating the oil and also flavoring the oil. And when your cooked potatoes are drained, very, and I mean very carefully because they're going to splatter, you really want to make sure that they're very dry remove the pan from the oven, add them to the hot oil, which will start getting them crispy immediately and where the oil is already flavored. This is a very good culinary trick or hack, but you have to be extremely careful because that oil is going to be piping hot. Kitchen hack number two, use different vinegars to make roasted veggies pop with flavor and just have the most amazing balance. So are you roasting carrots or onions or squashes or pumpkins or sweet potatoes or green beans this uh, holiday season? Adding a few splashes of a good quality vinegar to toss your veggies with along with any, you know, olive oil and herbs and seasonings you're using. This will give you the most delicious dish. Vinegars, similar to when we cook with wine, have natural sugars in them and that will help foods caramelize. But the tang and the acidity will also provide a little bit of flavor, extra flavor to this caramelization. And remember that acidity always seasons as well. My favorites are apple cider vinegar, great when you're roasting acorn squash or parsnips, onions, and shallots. And I like to use balsamic vinegar for roasted green beans or red or golden beets, sweet potatoes, or fennel. And I like to use red wine vinegar with pumpkin, Brussels sprouts, and carrots. And you don't have to add vinegar to all of your vegetable sides, but at least pick one and see how you like it. It's going to impress people and they won't exactly know what's going on, which I always find a lot of fun. Now, kitchen hack number three, I want you to think about the hearty winter herbs. A good spring onion carries the perfect season to use it in, in its name, right? Uh, But there are particular herbs that just scream fall, winter, and the holidays. So I like teaching my students to use what I call the holiday trifecta, and that's rosemary, thyme, and of course, sage. 
If I had to add a fourth, it would be tarragon, especially in a leek and mustard based gravy or sauce. But those are my three preferred. You will always find these in my kitchen around the holidays. Parsley should always be in your kitchen. Always, always. There's a reason why, at least in Spain, they give it to you for free with your vegetables when you go to a greengrocer's. You get a bunch of parsley or you're asked if you want your bunch, your free bunch of parsley. There's a reason. You should always have it in your kitchen. It works amazingly well with any any dish year round. Kitchen hack number four, let the colors of the holidays lead the way. Anything can be transformed into a holiday favorite by adding a pop of orange or red in the fall or bright red, burgundy, brown, or green for Christmas. And I'm going to mention a few goodies that will come in handy for these purposes because remember that during the holidays, so much about the holiday feel is the decor, right? And I like for people to think that your food should also have holiday decor. And this is where this tip comes in. So dried cranberries and or goji berries are great in rice pilafs or stuffed pumpkins. Goji berries especially benefit from a little bit of soaking. So they plump up slightly. I know some people don't like this about raisins or cranberries or goji berries. I happen to love it. It brings out a little bit more flavor in them, makes them less chewy. And you can do this with a little bit of booze for an extra fun holiday twist. (laughs) But you can also just soak them in, in, in water or any other liquid that you're using or a little bit of stock if you're using it in savory recipes. Red grapes are delicious when roasted with Brussels sprouts and add that pop of color or pumpkin or braised onions or shallots. And they look beautiful if you roast them and they come out of the oven. Just stunning. Use seedless grapes, of course. Now, pecans toasted and tossed with pilafs or used to top pies or cakes or added to roasted vegetables. Pecans are such delicious additions to dishes around the holidays. They have a beautiful look to them. They almost look golden and they're just perfect. And the taste is just remarkable. Toasted hazelnuts are also a great option for this. Delicious when adding to a dressing, a salad, a rice pilaf, or as a topping for cakes or pies, and especially on pumpkin cheesecake. If you've ever made pumpkin cheesecake, roast some hazelnuts and use these to decorate the rim of the cheesecake. It's divine. Use some rosemary sprigs to decorate your serving platters. They look kind of like pine needles and you'll feel like a bit of the Christmas tree fell on your plate. It's always fun. And likewise, use red currants on the vine for a very Christmassy feel. This is a great thing to add on top of a cake, for example. Just makes it so beautiful. Now, I like to make a festive platter of roasted veggies by making different columns on the baking tray itself with the colors of the season. For example, I will get a big, big roasting pan and I will add a column of thinly sliced red beets, next to it a column of sweet potatoes, next to that some golden beets, next to that some parsnips, then some carrots. You you get the idea. You play with the colors and the presentation. And sometimes roasting trays 
make beautiful serving platters, just think about the design and colors a bit before you put it in the oven. And then you can bring it from oven to table and it's very practical, easy, and everyone will swoon over it because we love this stuff. We love this stuff around the holidays. Now, I like using things like mint leaves and dried cranberries or fresh currants to make a kind of edible holly to top iced mini cakes or frosted cupcakes. Change the mint to basil to top um, mini pot pies or mini shepherd's pies. Decorate desserts with crushed candy canes or whole mini candy canes. People get very excited and I think it's fun and you're playing with dessert. So I, I think it'll go well together. Now slice up some figs and I mean the kind that are bright red or have this deep magenta color in the center. I like to add these to salads on top of quiches or to decorate a festive vegan cheese platter. I want you to check out our leek mushroom and fig tart. It's one of my favorite recipes. You can find that in the recipe section at bramble.com or in our YouTube channel and I'll link to it in the show notes. I also love using crushed pink peppercorns and crushed pretzels to top vegan cheeses or cheese spreads. Same goes with chopped chives for adding a pop of green color and this combination of the pink peppercorns, golden pretzels, green color of the chives. Use cherries, raspberries, cranberries, and pomegranate seeds to add a touch of red to dishes or to the table. And anything drizzled with maple syrup or a rich toffee sauce will be amazing. This will come out golden. They both offer a perfect color that is gorgeous this time of year and they add delicious sweetness. Kitchen hack number five is to make a delicious gratin. Something you make all the time can be jazzed up by turning it into a gratin or a festive casserole. And that means you can add some vegan bechamel or cheese on top and or cheese and make that casserole cheesy and bubbly. And you can also add the crunchy toppings that I'm going to share in a bit for an even better result. This is also a little trick to make any vegetable very fancy and elegant from the simple leek, which is great in a gratin with some potatoes and shallots. You can do this with sliced potatoes. You can do this with asparagus, with broccoli, and of course with cauliflower, which is the king of gratins. Kitchen hack number six is to add some crunch. Satisfaction is very important when you're cooking a nice comforting holiday meal. And what is more satisfying than good old crunch? So when in doubt this holiday season, top your casseroles, your salads, your pilafs with something crunchy. And foods that provide great crunch are things like toasted walnuts, almonds, hazelnuts, always toasted for maximum flavor and crunchiness. You can make crispy fried onions or crispy fried leeks. You can use panko breadcrumbs. These are Japanese breadcrumbs or regular breadcrumbs. You can use crushed cereal, granola, toasted pumpkin, sunflower, or sesame seeds. You can use croutons. You can toast pine nuts. You can add pecans. You can even crush potato chips, pretzels, or any other crunchy savory goodies that you enjoy. Kitchen hack number seven is to add smokiness. When cooking things like mushrooms, like tofu, seitan roasts, sausages, etc., adding a little bit of smoky flavor will make your dish have so much depth as well as that 
holiday feeling. You can do this by adding liquid smoke. You can find this in any supermarket near the barbecue sauces or buy it online. By adding a bit of barbecue sauce, you can achieve some of this as well. You can add that to marinades or to sauces, or you can also use smoked salts, which also provides this. If you've never smelled or tried smoked salt, it will surprise you so much and it's wonderful and it's a wonderful finishing salt for certain dishes as well kitchen hack number eight make a gravy or a sauce to serve on the side is it just me or is gravy the best best part and i mean the very best part there's nothing that can top it maybe only pie but in the savory department it's the best part of a holiday meal even the simplest dishes any dishes, even if it's not a sort of main protein dish like we'd associate with the holidays, even the simplest dishes will shine. With the addition of a sauce or gravy, it'll make the dish feel so much more special. This can be made even cuter by giving each person their own individual little bowl or gravy boat for each person to serve and pour. Kitchen hack number nine is to make it woodsy. A woodsy theme will never let you down around the holidays. Besides our hack of adding the colors of the seasons, you can also use things like cinnamon sticks, star anise, and I mean a spice that already comes in the shape of a star. You cannot make this stuff up. It's like nature wants us to celebrate the holidays. Thyme, rosemary, dill sprigs, using these as decoration for cakes with some frosted cranberries or red currants or use them to decorate the serving platters or even the centerpieces around the table just to, for your table decor. You can make edible pine cones by sticking toasted slivered almonds on chocolate truffles or energy balls. You do this on an angle to make it look like a pine cone and place them over pies, cakes, or on a plate for people to grab. You can place some thyme or rosemary underneath for the ultimate woodsy theme. If you're on the hunt for some energy balls, we have some chocolate energy balls in a video in our YouTube channel. You can use these energy balls and stick the toasted slivered almonds to make your tiny pine cones. I like to include whole grilled or roasted mushrooms as part of my meal. They always feel like Christmas to me and like the holidays. They are straight up woodsy. And last but not least, I like to add some roasted chestnuts to dishes or in a bowl on the table. They are also great when making things like lentil meatloaves or holiday roasts that have lentils and mushrooms to, to sort of form that meaty exterior of the roast. And think of adding accents to your holiday table and decor, like I said, and I gave you some ideas, but you can use things like actual pine cones. You go to the forest and pick up whole walnuts, hazelnuts, or pecans in their shells. Use some pine needles, use whole cranberries, holly leaves, branches or sticks, and, and things that you've gathered in nature that you can arrange in a way where... It just feels like you're dining in the forest. And of course, some candy canes uh, at Christmas time on your table or around the serving dishes. It's always, always a good idea. Now, kitchen hack number 10, 
don't forget about inspiration. People always forget about getting in the mood for cooking and making it just as much part of the fun as the meal itself. For me, Christmas starts the minute my alarm clock goes off that morning, even though we won't be dining until very late at night. Nothing beats listening to some Christmas carols or the typical music of your holiday celebration if you don't celebrate Christmas. And I have to say that I always have a holiday movie playing in the background before or while I cook and while I work in the kitchen. Kitchen hack number 11, little menus for big fun. You know this about me if you've ever seen any of our holiday pictures after we have our holiday gatherings. I don't do it every year. Last year I didn't because I couldn't because I was studying around the clock and I did not have time to make them. But I'm going to this year and I am so obsessed with holiday decor and one thing that is never missing any gathering I have is menus, mini menus, just like in a restaurant. I love it so much. It doesn't mean people have to pick what dish they're going to eat. It just means they have a little list to see what goodies are in store during the yummy meal that you've prepared. This makes even the simplest meal the most special treat ever. You can print out individual menus for each place setting or just a couple to place throughout your table or even write the menu on a cute little blackboard. Uh, You can make up fun names for each dish or get creative with the descriptions. That's a ton of fun. It just makes any meal special and people can take them with them as a little keepsake. Round out your beautiful table, of course, with place cards as well if you feel like it. Candles, flowers, or a very woodsy centerpiece like a wreath. And you will have the most beautiful holiday table. Kitchen hack number 12. Everyone loves pie, so consider making a savory pie. Not instead of your sweet pies. I don't think you can have a holiday meal without a sweet pie. I'm sorry. It's my favorite thing to cook and favorite thing to eat around the holidays. But quiches tarts, pot pies. There's something so special about a savory pie and no time of year is better suited for this than the holidays. Now, kitchen hack number 13 is to have a good food centerpiece, but it doesn't necessarily have to mean a vegan roast. It can. It usually is at my house, but you have so many other options. The holidays are all about that wow factor, in my opinion. I don't know why, because almost everyone I know hated eating turkey and only wants the sides. But for some reason, we all expect that big celebration moment that reminds us of the feasts of long ago kings. So lean into this, even if you're vegan. This can mean making any of our roasts. It can mean a store-bought vegan roast or dishes that are not in the roast family, like a beautiful quiche or tart, like our mushroom and fig tart, my personal favorite, which I told you about before. I'll be linking to that. And we have different roasts in our recipe section at Brown Bowl that you can check out. You can make a lentil mushroom shepherd's pie or a large stuffed squash or pumpkin with a delicious pilaf and some gravy on the side a classic lentil meatloaf or our lentil and stuffing roast, mushroom or veggie puff pastry pockets or wellingtons, mushroom stroganoff served over gnocchi or noodles or over roasted potatoes. And you can arrange all of it in a large and beautiful platter with all the pickled 
onions and vegetables in small bowls for people to garnish. And if you're thinking, what? What do you mean pickled onions and pickled, uh, and just regular pickles and pickled vegetables on stroganoff? If you're a member of our online program and you go to our mushroom stroganoff video, you will understand why it's the Russian aspect of the Russian side of my family. I cannot serve it without those and lots of sour cream. So the garnishes are important and the garnishes and little bowls make the whole thing feel like a centerpiece. Now, if you need more ideas, because I think the main dish is the thing people struggle with the most, you can have pilaf stuffed portobello mushrooms with melted vegan cheese on top or a delicious sauce, phyllo triangles stuffed with barbecue jackfruit, roasted potatoes, chestnuts and raisins, all in a fine mince. So you take the roasted potatoes, chestnuts and raisins, do a very, very fine mince, combine it with a jackfruit and fill up those phyllo triangles. You can make mini vegan pot pies. You can have vegan cheese fondue with roasted potatoes, cubes of bread, mushrooms, vegan sausages, baked apples. This is one of my favorite things to serve around the holidays. And you have a recipe. You have a, two recipes for vegan cheese fondue. You have one in our recipe section in our YouTube channel. This one uses store-bought cheese. And you have one where you're making the whole thing from scratch in our cheese-making course melt. So you've got lots of options. You can also serve vegan chorizo sausages or any type of smoked apple sage sausages, for example, or our homemade sausages, which you also have in a recipe section. Serve those grilled and topped with caramelized onions and some gravy. And you can serve these over a pan of creamy scalloped potatoes and served with an aioli sauce. It's delicious. This is another common dish that I make around the holidays. You can have a vegan lasagna with a mushroom or lentil bolognese. You can have wild mushroom cannelloni or manicotti stuffed with stewed jackfruit, mushrooms, sage, and red wine. You can have lentil mushroom and walnut meatballs served with a pan gravy or cranberry sauce. Countless others. I could be here for three full episodes because there are so many options and combinations. Kitchen hack number 14. Remember that any holiday dish your family enjoys can be made vegan. Search for any recipe from your culture with the word vegan preceding it, and you'll find a way to make it. There are so many recipes for anything and everything your heart desires. And then use the simple substitutions of swapping the meat or dairy-based ingredients for a plant-based one and make everything from your pies to your sides to your sauces plant-based, even if the same dish will be served in its non-vegan version. Remember that omnivores, the omnivores in your life, the people you love, they have their own right to eat what they want to eat around the holidays. And I know this is a tough pill to swallow sometimes for vegans, but sometimes when I share this tip of making any dish in their vegan version, people assume that, you know, that's all that's going to be served and everyone's going to be fine with that. And everyone else that's going to be at that table is going to be very attached to the way they enjoy their dish. And that's okay. Just make sure that there's a vegan version of your top favorites so you can enjoy the festivities too. And a little secret spoiler, which is kind of ironic, 
Everyone is going to want to try the vegan version. Everyone. And it's okay if some of them still say the animal-based version tastes better to them. You do you and enjoy what's going on on your side of the fence. (laughs) Because I didn't want to keep you here forever and I could have 10 episodes on holiday cooking, I'm going to be linking to a post I wrote where I give you easy plant-based swaps for all those classic holiday dishes like your gravy swaps, mashed potato swaps, green bean casserole swaps, pecan and pumpkin pie swaps, and so many others to help you out with those specific recipes. You have many recipes at bramble.com. You have hundreds and hundreds and your own holiday recipe section in our online program, My Bramble. So there's plenty to choose from, but this post helps you with the basics and understanding what it is in these dishes that isn't vegan and what you can swap instead to make everything that's part of your holiday table so you can feel like you're just as part of the tradition, even if you've changed the way you eat. And I hope that all of these little tricks and hacks help you realize that you can make any dish, any veggie, any simple preparation, a yummy and festive celebration this time of year. Ultimately, I think it's the people on the chairs that's important around the holidays, even more so than the delicious goodies you'll surely have on your table. I will see you in our next episode when we dive in deep into some of the issues that happen and come up when we are the maybe the only vegans in the room in a house full of family members. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us reach more people who are interested in making more vegan choices and need some support. Remember that you can find all of the show notes, links, and many additional resources for this episode in the description below. And of course, don't forget to visit bramble.com to learn more about our online courses, recipes, and blog posts. Till next time, everyone.